Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Justin Pugh, straight off the couch. <laughs> Stars! They're just like our national battle. Hey, guys, how we doing? On a stunning loss NFL weekend from Philly to San Francisco, I'm going to ask for power rankings. And could your number one be the Detroit Lions? Let's go. <laughs> 21 years of around the horn next month. We've never had the Detroit Lions as number one in the power rankings. We will get to that. But we start with this savage Jets defense embarrassing good quarterbacks. That's what Robert Sala said. None of you had them 3-3 three and three going into the bye after the way this season started four plays in. So thrilling, shocking win for New York. But a head-scratching, face-planting, gotta look at ourselves in the mirrors loss for Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts' third pick was a backbreaker. What was the thought when he threw it? What was the thought when Nick Sirianni and Philly called it up? And then the one-minute drill. Oof, nothing again from Hurts in this offense. Just a stunning loss. Bill Barnwell around the horn to you. How did and could the Eagles lose this? Wasn't stunning when you consider who they lost early in this game, the most important player on the field who is not Jalen Hurts, and that's Lane Johnson, the star right tackle, goes out during that first drive where the Eagles score a touchdown. They score a total of seven points the rest of the game combined. They have an interception that comes from pressure around the right side where Lane Johnson used to play, and this is not a new thing for the Eagles. It goes back to 2013 when Johnson entered the league. They have the fourth best QBR in football across their various quarterbacks over that time when Johnson plays 31st in the NFL when Johnson is unavailable. So more pressure on Jalen Hurts as a result of Lane Johnson's injury. They got away from the running game and eventually it was too much pressure and the offense snapped. Those are great stats about Lane Johnson, but you said he's the second most important player. Jalen Hurts would be the most important player. Those three interceptions, Bill, what was the last one? I think they were trying to set up for a tush-push. I think they were trying to get close to first down markers so they didn't have to punt, and they could go run a tush-push to run the game. It was just a terrible decision from a quarterback who did not have answers once Lane Johnson went out of the game. Kevin Clark, how did the Eagles lose this? This one's easy. Jalen Hurts is 3-7 and seven when he's pressured more than 40% of the time. He's... 25 and 5 when he's not pressured 40% of the time. Like every quarterback, he doesn't like guys in his face. Jack Driscoll, who was Lane Johnson's replacement, allowed eight pressures. Lane Johnson has not allowed a sack in 2,400 snaps since Carson Wentz was on the roster. Jack Driscoll allowed the most pressures since Carson Wentz was on the roster. This stuff is not a coincidence. This was a, a failure of awareness. Run the ball, Nick Sirianni. Okay, so you're putting a little bit on the, on the coaching calls here to pass as much as they did without Lane Johnson in the line. Wow, I'm hearing a lot about this one loss of a player. Teams lose players every game. 
Philadelphia hasn't looked like this in two seasons, Harry Lyles Jr. What did you see? Well, so part of the thing of it being Lane Johnson has to do with that 40% that Kevin mentioned on the dropbacks, that he was pressured on those. Well, they only blitzed on 16% of those, which is a season low. So it's the combination of Lane Johnson being gone and the fact that the Jets were able to do it easily. They didn't really have to try to put pressure on him. And the reason that was also a big deal, one, obviously Jalen Hurts was uncomfortable back there. You could see it, whether it was because of the happy feet that he had when he was in the pocket or when he was escaping the pocket earlier than he should have been. But that also negated the losses of Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. You didn't have to worry about not having your two starting cornerbacks if you were getting to Jalen Hurts without even trying. So the Jets made this as easy on themselves as possible, and I think that's why you saw Philadelphia had such a difficult time with a defense that we believe to be good and was going to make this team a Super Bowl contender before Aaron Rodgers got okay, hurt. Okay, so you are hitting a little bit of a pause button on how Philadelphia plays. I'm a little mystified here. I was watching this game at home, and I couldn't believe Philadelphia couldn't get right and just take over and end this game when they had the last possession, the possession before that. Courtney, what did you see from the defending conference champs in the NFC? Well, obviously against a really good pass rush, you can't hold on to the ball as long as Jalen Hurts did. 3.4 seconds, the fourth longest of any quarterback this mm. season. And those two interceptions that he threw came when he was holding on to the ball longer than 2.5 seconds. The stats are there. That wasn't great. But this comes down to what happened on that third and nine from Philadelphia's 46-yard line when they dial up an aggressive pass play, a deep pass play to Dallas Goddard. That's on Nick Sirianni. All you had to do was protect your 14-12 lead in that moment. The Jets did not have any timeouts, as we saw there with that one-minute drill, as you called it, Tony. They On third and nine, that could have been a run play. At worst, on fourth down, you punt, you pin the Jets deep in their own territory, and then they don't have all that time, which really wasn't a lot, to go down the field and score. And so, of course, the pick ends up getting returned to the eight-yard line. One play later, the Jets score. This, to me, was a coach. We praise for being aggressive, being too aggressive, and not having the situation awareness in that moment to know to play it safe and just get out of there with a win other side of the field here Kevin Clark is that hope for the New York Jets three and three nobody had them at three and three please go ahead Casey they have faced the top three MVP vote getters from last year Mahomes Allen and Hertz they have limited them to a 61 passer rating in those games mm. against every other team that group has a hundred and one passer rating Robert Sal is right this is embarrassing for those guys. Bryce Huff is one of the best pass rushers statistically in football this year. They have gone five for 24 on third and fourth downs the last two weeks, and they've won both games. This is a quarterback-proof franchise right now. It makes <laughs> I was going to ask you, is that sustainable? Worse, but, but it just shows they you. They have the wins to yeah, show for. It just shows you they can win a bunch of games uh, just playing the way they're currently playing, and they can make the playoffs. You believe it. You believe Bill Barnwell is yes. Kevin on planet Earth right here, that this is a, a potential playoff team. Absolutely not. This team has forced three turnovers in three different games. Hey, they're 3-0, and but they've lost all the games where they haven't forced three turnovers. They got blown out by the Cowboys, which, by the way, Kevin Clark's number one team in the NFL. Oh, yeah, They lost. They lost. They lost to the Patriots. Okay. The, the franchise that has been held up as embarrassment in the NFL so far this season. They lost to the Patriots. I agree with Kevin. This defense is very good, but unless you can force three takeaways a game each week moving forward, I'm skeptical. we got to move on. We've been warned team. about three minutes ago. Loaded Mondays. I love them. But we got to go quick here. 
Stunning loss for San Francisco as well. Let's talk about it. The latest on Christian McCaffrey. He'll have an MRI today on his oblique injury. The latest on Debo Samuel. He'll have an MRI today on his shoulder. X-rays for Samuel were negative yesterday. The loss in Cleveland, not just about those injuries, though, and not just about the missed kick. It's about the flag for the hit, which set up Cleveland's game-winning score. And most of all, I posit, it was about the Browns' defense flummoxing Brock Purdy all game, eating and eating. That's what this Browns' defense has done against teams all season. Everyone wants to see if they can do it against a high-caliber offense. San Francisco finally doesn't score 30, and they get an L. Courtney, how do you explain this result in Purdy's first loss? Apparently, this defense plays really well in bad conditions. We saw it happen week one when they beat the Bengals. And then, of course, yesterday, Jim Schwartz getting back into his bag once again. Jer Jeremiah Wosu-Koromoa, Miles Garrett in the grill of Brock Purdy from the moment that game kicked off, pressuring him on 45% of his dropbacks. They made Brock Purdy go from MVP candidate in one moment to looking like Mr. Irrelevant. And that's obviously due to the personnel issues that they had the injuries around him, but you've really got to give this Cleveland Browns defense a lot of credit. First in EPA per play, mm -hmm. success rate, points allowed this season. Kyle Shanahan now 1-9 going against Jim Schwartz's defenses. Harry Lyles Jr., how did Cleveland pull, pull off this upset? And what's up with San Fran? It's, it's all about this Browns defense for me. It's, it's not even just that they're good. This is a defense with swagger. Like, remember it was two or three weeks ago we saw Miles Garrett doing the crossover right before he was getting ready to, to play the play. And look, this is a defense that has allowed 1,002 yards through their first five games. That's the third fewest since the merger. Like, this is a serious Browns defense. The reason we've been able to overlook them is because they leave so much more to be desired offensively and just do not look good. And obviously you have the injury to Nick Chubb, which I think a lot of people just kind of put their season away once that happened. But this is a Browns defense that is going to make you play your best game. And the, I guess the good news, if you are the 49ers, is you are still in a position to win this football game. So I don't think it's the worst thing for the 49ers. It's not like this happened to, I don't know, against the Giants maybe. <laughs> then Here we go again. Worse. One of these great losses that a team's had. We needed that loss. We needed. Bill, I know you react whenever anyone says that. So I'll go to you first, Bill, on... Well, P.J. Walker got the start for Cleveland. Another game where you had to feel good going in if you're San Francisco, and then they got an L here. Tony, I'm going to take issue with what Courtney said about Brock Purdy and his MVP candidacy. Because remember, Brock Purdy got this offense into position to kick a 41-yard game-winning field goal, a kick that kickers hit about 75 80% of the time in the modern NFL. And if Jake Moody hits that kick, all we're talking about is, man, look at what Brock Purdy did. He got them in contention without Christian McCaffrey, without Debo Samuel, in bad weather. He got them in position to win the game, and they had a game-winning field goal. And they missed it. I'm not going to say Brock Purdy great, fit, great football because he did not. I'm not going to take anything away from the Browns' defense because they played great. But he had them in a position to win the game. And we're totally changing the way we're talking about Brock Purdy because a kicker missed a pretty easy field goal. He was sub-100 yards going into that last possession, though, <laughs> passing. Kevin Clark, to you. I know Bill Barnwell hates defense, but this is a unit that's going to get <laughs> them into the playoffs. 52 first downs allowed. Wow, how many teams games. you have going Nobody to the playoffs to the AFC? <laughs> <laughs> 
Just the ones with good defense. And so uh, nobody is within, I believe, 40 first downs of that who's played five games this year. We saw the worst performance offensively in the Kyle Shanahan era in San Francisco. He's an absolute super genius. But guess what? So is Jim Schwartz on the defensive side of the ball. This was a shellacking, and it shows you they're going to be able to do this to a lot of offenses this year. Kevin, would you agree there was, uh, of course, an offensive explosion in the league over the last 10, 15 years? There has been a turn of the tide here defensively. Teams are now better planning for what the offense was, and defenses now are on the rise. Total, total agree. Uh, 60% of unders have hit this year. Uh, yards per completion down uh, as much as it ever has been since the merger. This is uh, this is a defensive league as much as it can okay. be in the passing boom. Well, it may be that. It may be a league with too many playoff teams in your AFC right now. We'll take a break by ourselves next. <laughs> Around the Horn is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. NFL power rankings. Now that all unbeatens are gone and the Eagles and Niners just lost to Zach Wilson and P.J. Walker, respectively. Five one-loss teams, and here it is. KC's loss is by one point. SF's by two. Philly by six. Miami by 28. And the Detroit Lions was by six, but it was in overtime, so maybe an asterisk there. And Detroit, the only team to have handed one of the other one-losses that loss. So... Should the Lions be number one in the Kevin Clark Power Rankings? The Kevin Clark Power Rankings are never wrong just early. Um, I've been on this Lions team for two years. They have an identity along the lines, offensive and defensive. Dan Campbell is not a meathead. Make kneecap jokes at your own peril. Um, and I'd say that Jared Goff has been incredible. Last 17 games, 29 touchdowns, four interceptions. They know what they are. They know how to build. If I'm a bad team right now, I'm moving with the Lions over the past three years because they are right now the best team in the NFC. There it is, the Clark Power Rankings. They, they, I mean, it's so fluid. It's a fluid situation. Bill Barnwell, in the Barnwell Power Rankings, who's won? 
I'm going with the Niners still at number one. I know they lost this week. I know we're prisoners of recency bias. I still believe if you put the Niners and the Lions on a neutral field with a healthy roster for both sides, and you asked who was going to win, I think most people would still say the San Francisco 49ers. Look what the Lions did. But just like the Niners lost Tristan McCaffrey, the Lions now lost David Montgomery, which has been a big part of their offense. Jared Goff, such an important play-action passer over the past two seasons. Number one in the Cronin rankings through six weeks. It's San Francisco, Detroit, and then Philly. Not that you asked for my third, but that's my top three mm-hmm. in the NFC. The defense here for Detroit is doing it for me, Tony. This was one of the worst units in the NFL last year, and Aaron Glenn has them top ten in points per game, yards per play, and third down conversion percentage. What you've seen this defense do on the road three times now, including yesterday, holding opponents to 20 points or fewer, and it's not like they have all these sacks. They sacked Baker Mayfield one time. They're finding creative ways to generate pressure, and they're not allowing a lot of big plays. But not number one in the Cronin rankings. Number two at the moment. And Harry Lyles Jr. on the, in the power rankings here. Could it be Detroit? Somebody else. I've got Detroit number two, but guys, if we're doing a power rankings, your number one team can't have lost this week, so that's why I'm going with the Miami Dolphins Mm -hmm. at number one, but I'm putting the Lions at two. Look, this is the latest into a season that they have had a share of the best record in the NFL since 1993. I was drooling all over myself the last time that happened. That is how good the Lions are and how amazing this is. They have... 15 consecutive games scoring at least 20 or more points. That's the longest active streak in the NFL, and they flipped the script on their defense from last year, so I'll put the Lions at two but for now. But your number one team is Miami, who has a very nice record and great offense. Their one loss is by 28 points. We'll move on. Buy or sell two. How the Giants could come up a yard and a second short twice to end two different halves in the same game. How? If that's a field goal to end the first half, then it would be a field goal needed to win the game, and the final play with the pass interference that wasn't called doesn't matter. Buffalo, so lucky to get out of this one. Bill, did the Bills win this or Giants lose this, or refs blow it with that non-call on the last play? The Bills won this game by stopping the Giants from a yard out twice. Yes, you know you have a little bit of leeway after the first pass interference call on that one yard line, but the Giants ran the ball from a yard out and did not get in. You have a franchise running back. You're running behind a top 10 pick at offensive tackle. You specifically (laughs) check into a play where you thought it was a good look for the run. You have to get that from a yard out. Bill stopped them. Bill's deserved So you don't mind the call to run there with that much time? It's a yard out. I get it. You want the execution to be perfect, but just the idea to run there. Kevin Clark, Giants uh, blow it or Bills win it? Uh, Everybody involved in this game, I'm selling, frankly. Um, (laughs) Bills should not have been begging the Giants to win this game. The Giants haven't scored an offensive touchdown in three games. Um, This was a disaster. I'm not feeling good about any of these teams. Aaron Lyles Jr.? To me, this is the Giants blowing it, and, and that's really not to take any credit away from the Bills, but my gosh, you had the ball on the Bills' one-yard line twice at the end of both halves, and you didn't get, not only did you not score a touchdown, you didn't get a field goal, right? Like, this Giants offense is so bad, they have not scored a touchdown in three games now. So, to me, if you're the Buffalo Bills, you're just lucky that the Giants are that bad. 
I'm selling Tyrod Taylor's situational awareness in that moment before the half. He saw an even front. His rules told him, okay, I've got to check out of this pass play and into a run play. And that was not the right move right there. He knows this offense doesn't score touchdowns. He got them into the red zone five different times yesterday. In that moment, they needed to score. Brian Dable said it was communicated to him, and that's on the quarterback. Fire sell three college. Biggest outcome of the weekend. Ari Lyles Jr., I know you were there for Washington's last second win over the Ducks on that missed field goal. Of course, Notre Dame rolling USC and Colorado blowing the big lead to Stanford. The other options. What was the most significant result of the weekend, Harry? Yeah, it's got to be Washington's win. They, they brought the energy for college game day, but Michael Penix is averaging 350 passing yards a game, 20 touchdowns, less than five interceptions through six games. The last quarterback to do that was Joe Burrow. He won the Heisman, and they ended up winning the national championship. I said a week or two ago that I believe Washington has been the best team in college football this year, and Michael Penix is well on his way to winning a Heisman. AC? It's Michael Penix in Washington, a Heisman frontrunner. And in a season where there's a lot of parity, Brock Bowers at Georgia is having ankle surgery. He's going to be out for four to six weeks. A team like Washington can win the national title. Bill Barnwell. I would go with USC and Caleb Williams because it looks like he might actively now be tanking to avoid playing for the Chicago Bears, given how he played <laughs> in this yourself. game. So Watch yourself, Bill. You got jokes. All right. And Courtney Cronin. I agree that it was USC. Those three interceptions from Caleb Williams effectively tanked his Heisman candidacy. We knew it was going to be hard for him to win in back-to-back years, but this all but sealed it, and I think they might have two to three more losses on their schedule. Harry Lyles Jr., Bill Barnwell, thanks for the time today. Got to go. Got to go. Loaded Mondays. Grown and Clark showdown next. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Around the Horn is presented by Truly Hard Seltzer. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. How the New York Liberty got back in these finals. It was John Cole Jones, as always, and it was defense finally. But check this out, the night-night from Ionescu. You think the Aces will be talking about that the next couple of days? For Las Vegas, some crushing, crushing injury news. Chelsea Gray 
We have no update, but it does not look good going forward for Game 4 Wednesday. Courtney, new life for the Liberty? Yeah, that injury news certainly will affect uh, their chances as well. But we know that the Aces are 0-3 at the Barclays Center this season. The Game 4 is in Brooklyn. I think it's going 5. Kevin? I guarantee a Liberty win. The energy in Brooklyn is palpable. The Stars got back to being stars. Uh, biggest gate receipt in WNBA history. This is real. Liberty win. I'm splitting the point. A lot of this rides now on though Chelsea Gray. What a gutting injury to see. And how Las Vegas now responds will be the key story. We'll move on. Tyreek Hill. You know about his potential record numbers this year for yards. Could be record fines as well. He's been fined for not wearing socks by the NFL. And yesterday, he says he's expecting another fine as he took an employee's phone from the sideline, a prop, used that when he did his flip. Kevin, is this fine worthy? How do you rule? You got to spend money to make money. He is going to pay the fine. <laughs> He's going to be a superstar even more than this. He'll get a phone contract out of it, if endorsement. I'm into it. I love the Fine worthy? Phone props are awesome. They were awesome when Joe Horn did it in the Superdome. It was awesome this time. The NFL needs to lighten I up. Think, I think this was a good one. Not wearing socks in cleats does not sound comfortable to me, but this was a good one. Kevin Clark, 30 seconds of FaceTime. Another weekend of players complaining about the turf. I think the biggest injury news of the past couple weeks should have been Travis Kelsey going down momentarily in Minnesota two weeks ago. Reason being, Swifties can now take up the cause. They can unite behind the same cause the NFLPA has, which is change the turf, make it standard, make it safe, whether it's in London or in America. Swifties of the world unite with the Kelseys, ban the turf. Kevin Clark, career win number two around the horn. Courtney, Harry, Phil, thanks for your time today. On a 23 and a half hour break, we'll see you tomorrow around the horn. Oh, moving target, you got me today. <laughs>